Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's someday between Christmas and New Year. You know what that means. It's in that period of the year where like, I just don't know what's happening. Um, I Well, it's happening right now, though. It's our AEW podcast review show. I'm Big Tasty, your boy, as always, joined by Aaron, the Statman Sucker. Aaron, how's it going, you festive fuckboy? How long has it been? Three weeks? Oh, it's. I forgot what you look like, mate. I know. <laughs> I, I done NXT yesterday. I was like, oh gosh, this is weird. Doing it again. It's been a while. Yeah, um, I, I'm back, baby. Yay. <laughs> wow, well, you snuck back in before we slammed the door shut on 2021. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they, they'll forget about me when the bell rings, so. I, I thought I'd just squeeze in there. If you're not kissing you around Junior at midnight tomorrow night, I will be horribly <laughs> upset. Mate, I'm staying up. There's GCW to watch at one o'clock. Oh, man. You're not watching day one then, no? That's on Saturday. It's like, always, oh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't yeah. pay attention to that shit. It's like, it's like, that's on Saturday night. All right, fair enough. Uh, right, so then before we go through this week's dynamite we need to go back to remember christmas day remember that remember how fun and excited we all were well i wasn't i had covid but you know i got very drunk <laughs> so you're telling me you didn't stay up till three in the morning to watch um rampage no i got very very drunk the day after <laughs> i just watched it on boxing day with oh i was because no. we, we, we were um we were gaming weren't we christmas night yeah so that's like, what the weird thing was this so like was what? on and so it was on an hour earlier, but for some reason on Fight TV it was still on at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I got really. like, I got I got to like two in the morning and everyone was sort of tweeting about it on like on, on Twitter and then I was like, Oh let's go watch it. Oh no, I've got to wait another hour. That's weird. And then I just went to bed. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. I ain't Joe Bugger off anyway. So it was just me and Ryan just chatting poop. But yeah, it was a nice little Boxing Day treat with the leftover Christmas dinner, with the leftover meat. You know, is, yourself, that, is that what you went for? Get yourself, a little, get yourself a little plate and uh, sit down and watch some Boxing Rampage. Yeah. All the meat. All the meats. I'd be All goose. I'd be gammon. It was fucking lovely. Yeah, fancy with a goose. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it, keep it at the Kenji. Gonna get gout of that right, Daisy. Come on. <laughs> Off and down balls of port. Berating small children. It's great. Um, all right, so we open up Rampage then with a single match at Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah. And Mark Webb's back, so that's cool. Did he leave us? He was injured, wasn't he, for like a bit. That's why, like, it's been that's because the Butcher and Mark Webb have been injured. That's why it's been like Cassidy and the Blade have been like the two, they've been tagging, haven't they? And like they've been doing all the Hardy stuff. Have they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've well, been like they've been around. They've been like they've, they've been around. I wouldn't say. Oh, very nice. They've done bits. They've, they've been all right. They've cracked on with stuff. Uh, right. So, yeah, really fun match. Um, it was just Jungle Boy stuff, really, wasn't it? Uh, Isaiah Cassidy's pretty decent. He's, he's, he, he knows what he's doing. Done his typical springboard cutter, etc., etc. Cassidy things. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was fine. It was really enjoy- really good opening match. 
there was a close poison runner for a two. That was a bit. At the Which end. Ricky Starks said, "I never want to be poisoned." Yep. Which has added all rounded. Oh, I like wow. the I like the finish as well. So like they had like Jungle Boy looking for the snare trap, and as he was like positioning himself to put it on, like Isaiah Casty was going mental trying to get to the ropes because he knew what was coming. That, that's fair. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in the snare trap personally. No, but it but... It, it really sold it. Like they've done a really good job of building it up over the last like sort of twelve months as like a a pretty devastating submission. I don't I don't think anyone's like got out of it. One person did. Who was it? They got to the ropes. They got to the ropes, but I don't think anyone's actually got out of it. One person has, and I, cause I remember being like shocked. I was like, "Oh shit!" Because oh. they've really, because they've really protected it. Uh, and but not only that, they sell it as like people, like people sell it like it's. It's an death. actual finisher, yes. yeah, yeah, which is really cool. So yeah, so Jungle Boy gets the tap out. Um, yeah, and it's as soon as he locks it in, like Cassidy taps like straight away. Yeah, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, really, really fun match. Entertaining. Um, they showed a little clip after that of uh, Ricky Starks putting um, MJF's leg on the bottom rope and screwing over Dante Martin. Of course. Yeah. Fucking shenanigans. Well, Starks on commentary, so he's sort of explaining it and saying, like, yeah, obviously um, Dante screwed him over, so he just got revenge on him, pretty much. Cheers. Yeah. You got a promo on Dynamite this week as well, with the same thing. Yeah. And uh, then we had a Miro promo. Him versus God. Yeah, he's gonna batter God. He basically um told God that he dares to stand between the Redeemer and his hot flexible wife. Uh, this that is unacceptable. I will return with no flaws and I will return I will become champion to show you you have no power over me. So she's not the god anymore. No, no. Um he's going to batter God, basically. Um uh, right, okay. I don't I know mean, how... I've... I've seen know. matches with God in it, and they're I don't, not good. Well, I don't know how this is going to transition <laughs> into like an actual in-ring storyline, but I'm really intrigued. I mean, another company did it once, and it didn't go well. well it, like, was, it was a spotlight, was God. He can, just, he can just wrestle like fucking Cutie Marshall dressed in a fucking robe with a fake beard on or something. <laughs> Paul White, he's got the height. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... So yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I, I mean, the whole God thing is, I'm a bit worried about it, personally. But oh no. I, Rick, I've been Rick, worried about a few things with AEW and... Rick Flair, to... Rick, well, Rick Flair used to refer to himself as God, didn't he? <laughs> what if Miro just like legitimately G- murders Rick G- Flair? GBL used to refer to himself as a wrestling God. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, what are we in for? Miro just fucking beats the piss out of JBL, busts him open, and then goes up and high-fives the Blue Mini. I would love to see that. <laughs> Comes out with a fucking painted on sunglasses on his face. <laughs> just like goes in. Fucking mark for that, that'd be brilliant. TV Richards has a chair shot to his as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up then, um, we get our belated Christmas present. We're sending Hook. Oh, hawk of the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, no, no, no selling shit. How dare he? So this is Hawk v Bear Bronson. Um, nice to see him getting on TV. That's always, yeah, yeah. Are they doing stuff on dark? Uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're always both on dark. They lost to the acclaimed this week. Right. Okay. So you know, decent, decent match for them. Um, yeah, 
uh, there's a sign in the, in the crowd that says, all I want for Christmas is Hook. Is that what it said? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was, again, not, not the longest match. I think it was like three, four minutes. Um, Hook no-sold a Rikishi driver. Just pop back up like Taz used to. The thing is, all my actually did I watch along. I literally watched that SummerSlam match where he no sells Jerry Lawler's pile driver. <laughs> I literally just seen that match last week. I was like, for fuck's sake. And then impressively, Hook hits a Northern Lights suplex on Bear Bronson, which is, yeah, fair play. Yeah? What, what is Bear Bronson? Like 300 pounds? I mean, he's the bigger one, isn't he? He's not like. No, the other one's a bigger one, is he not? Bolder, the big one. I mean, Boulder's a big that's, one, I think. That's, that's what you call a big one. You call a big one Boulder, wouldn't you? That, that kind of makes sense. Well, I'm sure Boulder's a big one. It's got to be north of 250, like, obviously. Um, I've typed in bear country and it just comes up bears. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, that just comes up with bears and countries. A bit, a bit, a bit more than 300 pounds. Fair, I okay. mean, to be fair, yeah, the other one's a bigger one, definitely. Boulder is bigger than bear. There you go. Right, then he gives him like a almost like a Sayedo suplex as well. Aye, aye um, which yeah. was nice. And then um, as he's um, as he's pounding him in the side of the head before he puts in the red room, you see a little Tony Nice action in the crowd. So that's intriguing. Well, he's just standing there again. Aye. Yeah, he's just back in the crowd watching, and he's just sort of looking on, which is. Yeah. I mean, who's that he was watching the first time? <laughs> Sammy. Yeah, yeah was, he got his he got his TNT title. He got he got his match. Yeah, so if, yeah. if Tony Nese is going to go up against Hook, then yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. I'd watch yeah. that. Um, yeah. Then next up, another little Eddie Kingston promo, which is he said he's not mad about Garcia pulling on his trunks to win. Um, he sort of respects it, and he's going to basically announce the match for Dynamite. Him Santana, him Santana, uh, Santana and Ortiz against Garcia and Two Point Yep. Uh, next up, then another little. Uh, um, outing for Layla Hirsch. Always nice to see her getting some action. Yeah, it is. Chris, I didn't even realize there was like much storyline in this until. Yeah, it's just, but it's it's, it's, it's throwing back a little ways, isn't it, to when they were yeah. in a multi man match, a multi woman match, sorry, um, earlier in the year and they had a little bit of miscommunication. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't see it. I was like, oh, shit, hi, okay, right, it's a thing then. Good match. They both just they both went for it. Um, real, real hard hitting style that you'd expect from Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander's really underrated manager. She's she like, is really good. Yeah, <laughs> she can work like any style. Yeah, she is it's, very, it's, very good. It's ridiculous. Um, because Layla Hirsch, she's obviously her last match. The last match we all saw Chris Statlander was against Britt Baker, probably. And oh no, it would have been Ruby, Ruby. Soho. Yeah, but Ruby, Ruby. Layla Hirsch is a very different. Compared to Ruby Soho and Statlander worked worked really well with both of them. So credit to her there. That's that's awesome. Um Statlander wins with a, a sort of weird, like standing Boston crab sort of thing. Oh the yeah, the upside down Boston crab thing. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I think it's different. I I like it. Yeah, oh yeah, it looked it looked really cool. And obviously because if she starts wiggling out, just styles clash out. It's fine. Because Layla's like not the biggest <laughs> competitor. Like she's obviously standing hoof around everywhere and do all sorts of magic. So Yeah. Yeah. It was real, real nice, real good fun. Statlander's not exactly <laughs> small, so it it's like the contrast is there. Yeah. Uh, the next up then we go on to the Mark Henry interview uh, for the main event. 
It's time. And um, yeah, Cody's coming for his Christmas miracle, like his daddy did. He just hunted, didn't he? <laughs> so this is, of course, Cody versus Sammy for the TNT title. Uh, it was a really good little interview, actually. Um, Don got involved, and Arm was a little bit, a little bit, a little bit disrespectful to Sammy. I thought. Oh, fucking Arn's How dare Arn still be on Cody's side? How dare he? It's like, is the Cody heelness bleeding into the Nightmare family? Or is it Malachi Black's black stuff going wiggle wiggle down his veins? It's black goop. Is the corruption spreading? Is is it like Venom's symbiote stuff and it just goes through? It's just very slow, that film. Was, and so there was a nice like nice throwback on this interview. Obviously, Sammy referenced the match you had with Cody two years ago at the start of AEW. It was one of the first matches. Was it the first match in AEW? The first no, match no, that in was... AEW was Kip Sabian and Sammy, I think. Sure so, but it was it was one of the very first shows, wasn't it? it was Sammy Cody? Yeah. Um, and there's a nice um, nice line there. He said he thanked Cody for starting the company, but then said, "But I'm going to be the man carrying it for years and years." I mean, as much as we hate to admit it, <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was good. Um, it was a rare occasion of Sammy actually sounding really assured and quite quite good on the mic. I say rare, but you know he's he's. he's I mean, over, he he's is over, a bit lackluster on the mic. Let's he's, be he's, honest. He's not MJF. Is he? he's not the best promo. <laughs> he, he, no. well, he did well here. He doesn't uh, have Jericho to hide behind this time. So we, we get into the match and Cody comes out to all of the booze. All of the booze. No piped in cheers either. No. Just all the booze. Maybe there's piped in booze. I don't know. Uh, just with Arn coming out. Um, well, he comes out with Arn, Brock and Lee. Big shot. And then Brock and Lee go away and Arn comes out to the ring. Yous aren't good enough to come to ringside for me. You have got to earn your first... <laughs> Get back in that locker stars. room. Yeah, it's like the McDonald's stars on your name tag. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you've buried at least one up and coming in talent <laughs> are you allowed to accompany me to ringside. <laughs> um, a nice little touch. We've got David Crockett, uh, the son of the late Jim Crockett of Jim Crockett Promotions, which is the territory that became WCW. So he was at ringside. Um, and he's going to present the belt to the winner as well, which was pretty nice. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, so that was that was a nice little bit of wrestling history. Uh, Jim Crockett passed away this year, did he? Oh, I think I he did. He, no, 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 no. He what he did? He was on. He was on that um, thing I watched, video I watched the other day. It was. It was. quite a bit earlier this year, but he did. He definitely was this year. I think it was over the summer. Third of March. March. Okay, so it was very early this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah. Cool setup. Um, decent match as well. It was, you know, everything you would have wanted it to be. From you know what you're going to get with these two guys at this point now, don't you? Yeah, like Cody, you have to build, but he is a good wrestler. Yeah, Sammy, he he's lovable. Can he speak on a mic? But again, a very good wrestler. If you want him to do the flippy flips, you can yeah. do the flippy flips. That's all you need. Drop kicks and back flips, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Um, some little again, Cody's doing that thing where he, like, he subtly works heel, like there's a lot of frustration. Um, you almost start like disrespecting Sammy a bit as well, I think. Yeah, we're just we're finally in Cody nudging in like actual heel things now. Yeah, 
But yeah, so it was a, it was a fun, fun match. Um, Cody wins with two crossroads, and then um, one of them he like fucking dropped them on his head. <laughs> that would be Sammy sailing that. And then he, he hooks him in for the double underhook. The crowd go nuts when he does that, as always. But then again, he hits, <laughs> then he hits the Tiger Driver ninety eight, and the crowd boo, the crowd boo that as soon as he picks him up for the crowd for the Tiger Driver. The crowd stop booing furiously. Do you think he's ever going to hit the PDE? Yes. That will be like the moment, like the, the culmination. <sighs> I honestly oh. think I honestly think there's going to be like a moment he'll win the A he'll he'll win the AEW World Title with a PDE. Having oh. gone back on his promise and never challenged for it. Oh, that's. That that's still going to be a wild tasty, I think. And then um, Bully Ray will explode because of the amount of heat generated. <laughs> like the like the the arena it happens and will just snap out of existence because of the, yeah. the sheer energy of, of like what happened. It's just oh, sorry, oh, it's just fucking. It's, it's still a while away. Your prediction of this pedigree tasty. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be waiting multiple years for it. It'll be like the last thing he does where he retires. He'll just hit one pedigree like pee some out and then just leave. <laughs> Do you think he would come down on those weird, like, three-wheeled scooter things? Them tricycle things that he did at Mania once? Like, with all the police behind him. And then, like, have Brandy standing behind him. Well, when he's, like, well old. When he like when he's well old and it's like the last big show of I think I think you'll just hit it into his own coffin and be like, that's it, I'm out, peace. Uh fair yeah, fair. <laughs> just drop it right in there, just like whoop, straight in, right in the grave, just get it down there. Um <laughs> like like forty years time, whatever the fuck. Um but yeah, fun match. Um a shocking result. It was is it was it? What, I mean, is it though? <laughs> I think <laughs> So I, did, I looked at the numbers. Sammy's reign wasn't as long as some of the recent ones we've had, obviously. It was still longer than Cody's original run. Right, okay. And obviously Brody's and Cody's second run. Yeah. So not a bad run, truth be told. Um, four, it is quite forgetful as well at the same time. I mean, four, four successful defences. They were decent matches. Um, it was... Um, Tony Bobby, Beach, Fish. Bobby Fish, Jay Lethal, Ethan, Ethan Page. Page. Yeah, so yeah. That, they were all, they were all f- acceptable matches. There were no clunkers in there. Yeah, there was no, there was no um, connective tissue. The way, like, I think the, the problem he had was he was the one after Miro. Yeah, and yeah. Miro used it so well, and he was such a, a big character with the belt that he was always going to be a bit lost in the shuffle, being yeah. the guy who took it off him. Because Miro just gave it so much energy, like literally, just by screaming in the camera like every every other week. Even, much. There, even there when he won it, it was like, oh, Sammy's just beat Miro. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, there we go. Fun. Oh, and at the end, um, all the f- Nightmare family come down. Crockett gives Cody the belt. Um, like all this while, Cody's having this big, like, victory parade in the ring. The fans are just hauling booze at him. Yeah, it's like, what he wants. So, but he's just his in character. He's like oblivious to it. He's like not even listening to them. He's just yeah. like he's just accepting what he thinks is their like adulation, and he's being I, booed out the building. I know how good I am. I'll just pretend <laughs> you're cheating. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
it was a really fun episode of Rampage. It was a very brave move to put a show on Christmas Day, and it worked out. I just look, they got a they got a really decent rating. They were just like just under six hundred thousand. I think what helps is that obviously it wasn't live. It wasn't like oh, like you're making your. No, no, they, they filmed it like yeah. before, and like they, no, so no one had to work on Christmas weekend, so that was yeah. quite nice. Well, it, you you can let people off on holidays. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was rampage, wasn't it? It's was never a bad show. No, it's it's always got cool. It's always got good energy. It always clips by at a, at a, at a decent pace. It's always uh, it's always you know good fun. Um, right then, we'll move on to the main course, which is last night's AEW Dynamite. Yes. Oh. Um, first of all, a real nice feel good moment at the start of the show. Um, we play JR's music. And he makes his return to the commentary desk. Yeah. Um, the thing is, they announced it as like, oh, making his illustrious return. Didn't say a name, just let the music play. Yeah. It was like so good. And when he comes down and he, and like the first thing he does, he puts the headset on and he says, yeah, it's Wednesday. You know what that means? And it's like, oh, there we go. We're back. <laughs> I know, and I know we give JR some shit sometimes and he, you know, he, he does get the odd bit wrong here and there, but dude's just had like fucking 23 weeks of straight cancer treatment. Yeah. Apparently he's cancer free, which is awesome. Um, 20 treatments later. Yeah, the age of like 71. Like, Jesus Christ, what a hard bastard. Aye, exactly. <laughs> respect, huge respect to JR. Um, and he, he was he was really good tonight as well, considering what he's just been through over the, over the last month. To step I, back in and just go straight back at that level was unbelievable. I have very little notes on commentary this this week. Like the, the one job I've got, they gave me nothing. <laughs> I almost feel like he did like he did a bit less, maybe, but it felt a bit more impactful because of it. Like he he put he, he just came in to accentuate all the main points of like the matches. And it, I I don't remember like anything. Like you said, I don't remember anything being clunky or anyone like falling over anyone else in commentary wise. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was just great to have him back, wasn't it? It was it was a nice little treat. He said he wanted to be well, he said he wanted to do the first diner on TBS, but obviously doing the last one on TNT as well was a big deal for him. So yeah, he's great that he got to do that. Um, so then we start out with a ooh, a lot of a lot of bodies around the in and around the ring. A clusterfuck is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I didn't even know this was happening because no. it wasn't adver- it wasn't really advertised. This was it. Uh, so this is Jurassic Express, Lucha Bros, and Christian Cage versus FTR, Private Party, and Matt Hardy. So a ten-person tag match. You Plus, really... you also had Alex Abrahantes on the outside. You had Jerry Joel on the outside. You had the Blade on the outside. There's, there's too many bodies here. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people involved in this match. <laughs> Uh, Christian as well, like he's maybe part of Jurassic Express, but no, no, no. This week he just picks and chooses when he, he decides, wants to. He decides he wants his own music this week. He um, wants his own music. He wants announced separately. Oh, hi, it's cool. Yeah, right. we get it. Uh, yeah, so fun match. Um, there's a bit of miscommunication, I think, between. Jungle Boy and the Lucha Bros. I don't know if that's intentional or whether they just fucked up. There's a bit like early on where Phoenix goes to go off the ropes and just runs into Jungle Boy. Yeah, because... Yeah. And then later on as well, there's a bit where uh, Cassidy takes a hit off someone 
And then Penta tags in Phoenix. Phoenix goes to run the ropes again to do a double move. And then it just... Casty doesn't fall in time. He takes a spin before he falls. Yeah. So Phoenix is just like, oh, eh, right. Now we get that wheelbarrow splash that the Lucha Bros do. I mean, I'm kind of okay with that happening because... It, it, it transitioned perfectly. Well, Phoenix just went, oh, fuck. People, and just... pe- people complain sometimes about spotty matches and they say, oh, it's too choreographed and it looks fake. All right, then we'll... Don't this don't have it choreographed? Have it because like have you seen people have real fights? It looks fucking horrible. People just like fall over and punch each other. You know, yeah. there's, there's no there's no beauty in it. Um, so yeah, I don't mind a little bit of a little bit of like miss as long as like no one gets hurt and like the big spots just still happen and it's it, yeah it's kind of alright. Uh, a lot yeah. of a lot of tagging in and out between Jungle Boy and Christian early on in this match. They don't really use anybody else for the first like half of the match on the face side. Well, Lucha. Soros is the hot tiger. Phoenix is technically the hot tiger, even though he's not just a hot tiger. Penta comes in at some point and just sling blades everything. Yeah, Penta just likes to sling blade is the moral of the team. Uh, and then it's just a case of... Oh, he, he, here's the one of very few commentary things that we're talking, right? JR was going to come back with Mark Quinn here, but then yeah. he was... Because no, because Mark Quinn obviously also made his comeback tonight in the ring action. So Jay, I was like, oh yeah, we we, we, we were gonna both come back for the same hair. Imagine, <laughs> which was pretty. Yeah, he, he was again. He was a little loose tonight, Jay. He was a little. I think he, I think he felt felt a little. Maybe he had a few um, a few libations before the show, but he, he felt he felt a little. Uh, felt a little, he was he was real. Like sometimes he can be a bit cranky, Gani, but he was very. Um, yeah, he was very sort of free flowing tonight. It was great. Having um, a laugh. Yeah, um, there was a nice move where Penta did a blind tag on someone and then just ran in and backstabbed Dax off the corner, <laughs> which was incredible. And then he, he, he like sort of threw him backwards as he did it. It was it was great. Um, then there was a big moment where like, everyone did dives on the outside. The camera missed everybody. Yeah, the camera <laughs> couldn't keep up. <laughs> so also tonight, um, the longtime producer. I can't remember his name, Keith, someone. Uh, he, he's been there for 40 years. He started out in WCW, then he did Impact, now he's doing AEW. It was his last show. Uh, he's, he's retiring. AEW, Keith. Uh, Keith Mitchell. There, there you go. go. So maybe he'd already maybe he'd already stepped away from the from the camera <laughs> from the camera <laughs> station and whoever's whoever was interning just fucked up and missed everything. Just halfway through the show went, nah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, so and then there was a little bit of intrigue at the end. Um Christian blind tags in pen, on Penta when Penta's about to win the match with the fear factor. And then as he does, they have a little bit of Shovey shovey, and then he turns around, needs a big rig, and FDR pick up the win. Christian kicks out at 3.1. <laughs> Gotta make Christian look strong, mate. Fucking bullshit, I tell you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll put we'll put we'll put a we'll put a pin in there and we'll come back to that because we're gonna have a bit of backstage intrigue yeah. in, in, in a little while. But that was a it was a fun match. It was your typical AUW, oh my fucking god, everyone's going everywhere tag match. Yeah, it was. There was a great opening match. That's it. We we like our tag team matches to open the show, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it, it probably it probably was a little bit over the line on the side of Clusterfucky. 
Yeah. But, you know, you can't have one without the other. You can't have high-intensity Phoenix flying everywhere. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need just that many people to catch him. <laughs> yeah, you need a couple of bodies for Phoenix to do Phoenix things. <laughs> it was fun. Everyone, everyone did good stuff. Um, it was good to see Private Party back as a team. It was good to see um, like the Lucha Bros. It was good to see Jungle... Um, Luchasaurus coming in and hitting big moves. He didn't do a lot. Luchasaurus, he looked a bit laboured, I thought, when he came in. He was very stompy. I mean, he is like six foot eight yeah, or whatever. He's normally a little bit lighter on his feet, I thought. Than this. Yeah. He looked a little bit like a little bit sort of like he Funky. was sort of labouring around the ring of time. Maybe he's maybe he's because he didn't do enough, like maybe he's working with a little niggle or something. But yeah, um maybe. I mean he, he kicked someone in the face real hard and then chokes on someone and then you know he, he still did, did his Luchasaurus things. He, he did all the Luchasaurus <laughs> things that you want. So it was it was fine. Uh right, the next up we've got another multi-man tag match. Spoiler, there's a few of these on tonight. Um <laughs> Another multi-man tag match. We've got Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful versus Daniel Garcia 2.0. I was really quite hyped for this match. I was really looking forward to it. Um, so was I, but then... Go on. I just... No, I thought I thought you were going to like say it was a bit... I enjoyed it. Um, oh. I liked a lot... Well, I liked Daniel Garcia doing anything. Yeah. Because he... It just... Close, close, Daniel, Daniel Garcia is ridiculously talented. Because we were a part of the break, it just felt a bit lackluster. It just um, sort of dragged out. And... Yeah, see, I don't, don't forget, we see the bits that, like, most yeah. people don't. So, it's like, you know, sometimes you don't want to watch, like, the extended Lord of the Rings. You just want the normal one. I mean, Lord of the Rings is long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but, so, my only... My only little maybe maybe criticism, not even criticism, it's like Daniel Garcia is so smooth and so good that when he's not in the ring, you feel like you're being cheated a tiny bit because, I mean, 2.0 are great. I love them. I really like them. But they are not as smooth and as technical as Daniel Garcia. No, no. I mean, I did. there's a lot I did like. I liked just, for the most part, Eddie Kingston just frothing on the outside for like yeah, the entire... Uh, uh... I really liked the start of the match where Eddie Kingston just went, come here, you wee shit. And they ran after Daniel Garcia. Yeah. And it, even the ref got, like, stuck in the crowd, like, just squished up against a wall. <laughs> um, great. And then eventually Kingston does get in with, with Garcia and gives him the chops in the corner, um, gives him, like, a big suplex. I mean... We say this every time we see them. Brown and Powerful are really good. God damn, they look incredible. They've really put the work in, like physically. Yeah. yeah. They look jacked. Um, and then it's kind of a weird ending. So, like, they just roll, Matt Lee just rolls up Santana and grabs his trunks and pins him. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's, it, 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 it plays into, like, obviously what they always, the, the, like, the last few matches, 2.0 and, like, Daniel Garcia are these, like, opportunists and they'll just beat you. Like, Garcia always says, like, yeah, it's not about, like, hitting the big move. It's just about looking for the opportunity to get the win. Yeah, just that they keep getting up a hand over Kingston. Yeah, and then that's, that's the story yeah. I'm telling. It's, like, Kingston's just, like, he's just, like, big, he's, like, an old boxer. He needs that one big move. He needs that, like, knockout, doesn't he? He needs that, like, big moment. Whereas Garcia's, like, well, I don't need that. I'll just pin you, like, when you least expect it. I'll use your momentum against you. I'll, I'll take the opportunity when I see it, and I'll just win, basically. Yeah. And then, which is pretty cool. Uh, after the match, they go to do some beatings. Um, Garcia hits Santana with the ring bell. Chris Jericho's music hits. He runs down. He's back. He's 
come back from the UK, he come back from his fuzzy tour. No, he, he came back from his injury after getting attacked, tasty. Come oh, on. Yeah, sorry, after, after, the, the after the beatdown he received at the hands yeah. <laughs> So he gets in between and he, he chases off the bad guys. And then Kingston's like, Well, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? This is my this is my time. These are my boys. And Jericho's like, no, no, those are my boys. And King's yeah. like, ah, fuck no, mate. So yeah. mate, inner circle, come on, play the game. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, so we're probably gonna have and Ortiz is trying to like calm them both down. So we're probably gonna have Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho 2.0 on a sorry, proud and powerful on a pole match. Proud and powerful on a pole. <laughs> Do you really think that's what we're getting, Kingston versus Jericho? I think Eddie Kingston could work himself up into a state where he wants to batter Chris Jericho quite easily. That's that's fair, yeah. And we'd still cheer for him. Yeah, I mean, I cheer Eddie Kingston. He was battering my own mother, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm telling her you said that. (laughs) If I'm being totally honest with you. I'm keeping that one in my head for the next time I see that. <laughs> um, right, next up then, MGF was backstage, talks about uh, unsafe working conditions relation to a um, Sting throwing him over the top. I mean, he, he basically goes, who, who trained Sting? Like, no one knows. Yeah, I didn't get that. Does no one actually know who No, I, I think what he's implying is Sting's old as fuck and the person who trained, all the people who, like, you know, he trained with are probably retired and like, his training is probably dead. So like we, they can't ask they can't ask who trained him. I think if, if you go on Sting's website, um... I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm looking. I'm looking. Where where are you? Trained by Red Bastion and Nick Baseman. There you go. There you go. I, I don't know who either of them are, but oh, sure. Rick, uh, Rick Rick Baseman's still alive, actually. Joe, he's sixty. He's younger than Sting. How's <laughs> <Is> that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I don't understand. Anyway, he, he makes a note mention of um, his contract expiring in 2024, the bidding war that's going to come around. And now this is an interesting, well, a couple of interesting things. First of all, he, he's trying to wash his hands of CM Punk and say he's done with him. And he doesn't want Punk. He wants titles. He wants platinum. Not Max Caster. Right, okay. He wants the belt, not, not, not the acclaimed. <laughs> um, which is interesting because yeah, he's just like, uh, oh yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah, did you see?" Pu-? He was like, "Oh, did you see Punk dodging me in that tag match last week?" Which is obviously not what happened. We all saw yeah. it. He, he, he ran his he ran his pants off. Yeah. Um, if you go back and look at the footage, you see yourself. But and funny. the next interesting thing is he then says to Wardlow, basically, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's in your contract. If you win any titles, you have to just give them to me." All right. Okay. So. I mean, we're definitely getting some sort of like Batista style. Yeah, I, I said that. I said that like a hand watch dynamite. There, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy looking at Rick Baseman and who you've been sucked into Rick Baseman's world. I've been, I've been sucked into his Wikipedia. L- listen to the names, right? So Sting, obviously the first one, the Ultimate Warrior, John Cena, all the ones you love, Tasty, uh, the Miz. <laughs> okay, Chris Masters. So he's he's got a lot to answer for. Is what you're it, telling me. It, it gets better. There's three more: Luther Reigns, uh, Nathan Jones, and John Heidenreich. Damn. <laughs> he's also a former Disney executive. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on here. Wow, this guy's had a life. 
Yeah. Right, this is now the Rick Beesman podcast. We were talking about Rick Beesman. He has managed Mark Coleman, Butterbean, Tank Abbott, and oh, that's boys. He currently heads North American business development for Moose Entertainment, India's leading promoter, and has traveled there frequently with rock bands Corn and Guns N' Roses. Man's living the life. Yeah. <laughs> he represents Lou Ferringo, Tito Ortiz, and, Ro- and he did represent Roddy Piper. There you go. Fucking hell. Wow, this guy is, I, I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. Can, can, can we get more things, please, about Nick Baseman? Rick Baseman? Rick Baseman. Rick He's so. also an advocate in, for the animal rights pit bulls as well. I, I don't know what that is, but sure. Pit bulls, the dogs? The, um, yeah. People, like, people think they're like inherently aggressive, but they're not because the dick has made them. Oh, so it's scary. just chatty. Chatty. Yeah. Well, like Renault, like there's a whole political thing, like the band in like the UK. You can't, you can't like breed pitbulls because like you oh. they're like illegal. Um, but yeah, oh. then yes. Yeah, anyway, that, that's that's for another time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and also yeah, just to bring this all back to from Jeff, um, he basically closes off the promo by saying he wants to um, compete for the title, basically. Yeah, I I mean I like how this story is going. We'll speak about more later. Uh, yeah, MJF had a, had enough of fighting punk. Uh, once world title. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, next up then, we had a little backstage segment with Tony Schiavone talking to the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express wandering and Christian very, very assertive, very heelish, very, um, yeah, very direct. It, it's fine because he gets put in his fucking place. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, they basically just say... Give, if Christian walks in and like, yeah, just give Jurassic Express a tag team title shot because, you know, they deserve it. And the Leech Bros are like, oh, fine, you know, Miedo, fucking bring it. Yeah. Uh, call Christian old and say, Jungle Boy, uh, if you want to be the future of the company, get rid of the old past <laughs> first. I was like, oh, <laughs> give me more, please. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that match is going to bang next week, isn't it? That's going to be great. Yep. More banging matches for. The TBS. Oh man, that card. They announced more. They announced more later. And we'll yeah. Talk about this next week's card is terrifying. It's so good. How are they um, fitting it all in two hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll have matches like this where Wardlow just power bombs the piss out of Colin Delaney. Um, the Colin Delaney, by the way. Yeah. Not not just any guy called Colin Delaney. The Colin Delaney. If you don't know who he is, you can Google him. But it's basically that guy Tommy Dreamer fought in ECW. Yeah, the very same. Yeah, literally that guy. There you go. Uh, yeah, f- fair enough. Same stuff. Um, Smooth Spears isn't real. He can't hurt you. No, no, no. Smooth Spears is not real. Like Babyface MJF. It's not real. Yeah, so it's, it's exactly the same. Warlow power bombs and pins him. Spears hits him with a chair. Does sexy chair face. That chair annoys me. You know why it annoys me? Have I complained about this before? Just the Burberry one. The Burberry one, yeah. The the tape on the chair doesn't line up with the tape like on the. Oh, it's not the two buttons. Yeah. Yeah, it's not lined up and it really bugs my happiness. Uh, Next up, then, um, Kyle O'Reilly is backstage with not the Undisputed Era and the Young Bucks. You, you can't say those words. 
Well, the crowd do laser repeats. Well, I don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the young books make a good point. They're like, yeah, because um, Adam Cole's like, dude, guys, what? Come on, what's happening? And the young books like, well, Matt Jack's like, hey, Kyle's not even said hello to us. Yeah, yeah, and they like go, oh, um, should should I say hello to you? Like, we have a really bad history. I was looking, right? Between 2014 and 2016, they've had six matches, literally just the four of them. Really? Two. Six matches in two years. That's Ring of Honor and New Japan, obviously. This Future Shock, so Cole and O'Reilly. Or Fish and O'Reilly. Fish and O'Reilly, not right. Cole and O'Reilly. Fish and O'Reilly. On the box. Fish and O'Reilly in the box. Uh, 2v2, uh, six times in uh, two years, 2014 to 2016. PWG, New Japan, and Ring Warner. Nice. Uh, well, are you ready for more? Because it looks like it's going to happen. Well, we're, we're getting more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kyle basically says he wants a private moment with Cole. The books say, all right, they leave. And then he's like, oh, no, even you, Bobby, like you can get gone as well. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I like this. They, they reference like, oh, yeah, we've had some issues in the past. Yeah, like, I, I'm quite intrigued how they're doing this and then he said yeah but this is aw now and we need to like we need to work together and and then he says like tonight in the in the main event you'll find out whether or not cole's got his back when when you know when the when the rubber hits the road jack yeah uh, apparently davy richards taught kayla riley oh sweet yeah i just i, I seen the name it was intriguing and the, the best thing about kayla riley is because because aw have got actual orange cassidy he doesn't need to dress up as fake orange cassidy yeah, I don't have to give them really aggressive names every week <laughs> on the NXT review anymore. It's fine. Uh, well, speaking of things that are not great, um, next up then, we've got Dan Lambeth back with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, he basically... Called, and this is a weird promo. Like, Yeah, I I get what they were going for, but I just... I think you had to be in the crowd to enjoy it. It's like the only thing he's got is that Brandy's a stripper now. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. Fans are booing Cody. Yes, you're right. Well done. Brandy comes out and like actually brings the fucking fire as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's Brandy though, so I didn't want to egg her on too much. No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought she was the best part of this of this whole seventh. A couple of choice, couple of choice insults for um yeah. For Dan Lambert, she basically says that he might be a black belt, but she's a black bitch. Yeah, well done. And <laughs> the Scorpio Sky is the first one to go, right, stop, Lambert, <laughs> stop. <laughs> he then says, um, Lambert normally pays women to beat him up, but tonight she'll do it for free. Why does Lambert pay women to beat him up? She's implying that he visits sex workers and has SM is he, activities. Is it? But is he trying to do that, or is he trying to make it like, oh, he pays these UFC fighters to train to beat him up? Actually, she's just trying to like, demean him, like nah. a, a, demean him sexually, basically, which is obviously where they're at because this is basically 1999, just <laughs> promo. Um, <laughs> and then the other one was she called him a low rent Paul Heyman. Oh, Paul Heyman getting dropped on AEW like that. Yeah, literally a week after being dropped. On another company. So then, um, it looks like it looks like they're gonna have a fight. Brandy's like, I'll kick your ass. I don't care. Um, then Dustin comes out to sort of calm things down, 
and then Lambert's about to leave, and as we're about to leave, Ethan Page clocks Dustin from behind and drops him. Yeah. Because he's a bad lad. So we're getting Dustin versus Ethan. Is this is this gonna lead is this gonna lead to Brandy versus Page Fanzant? Oh, it is as well, isn't it? This whole <laughs> cross promotion. It is as well. Oh, tasty. Oh, have you seen your boy Masvidal's trying to get into it with one of the poor brothers? Jake Paul? Logan Jake Paul's Paul? the boxer one. Jake Paul's the one that... Is it Logan? Logan's he, the taller one. He challenged one of them to an MMA match anyway. An MMA match? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know which one that could be. Uh, Probably so yeah. Logan. He's a cunt. No, Jake Paul's the cunt. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, this was a thing. <laughs> this Lambert thing. It's, it feels like, I don't know, he's better when he's got the MMA people with him, I think. Yeah. I enjoy uh, I enjoy him more. Yeah. And he has more yeah, he has more like legitimacy and he, he feels like it's more it's worth it more when he's got the rest of the guys with him and the girls and everyone. So yeah. if they could go back to doing that again, please, that'd be really great. Um as Jake Paul that he challenges. Oh, fair enough. The, speaking, the one speaking, that no speak, one likes. Speaking of Masvidal, I'll bring him back now. He, he's not fighting in the UFC at the moment, so he can come and do some wrestling. Is he not injured though? Well, he's not. He's not. He's again. It's, it's one of these. I, I think like MMA injured is different from like wrestling injured. Yeah, like cause cause, one cause, little knock, then you're well, fucked. You can book around a wrestling injury by just not doing it. Yeah. Whereas if you're in, if you're injured in MMA, you, you just, it's legitimate competition. You're fucked, aren't you? You know. Yeah. What one little thing and you're done basically. <laughs> Whereas if you've got like a fucking broken knee, you can just be like, all right, we just won't do anything on that knee, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Look at Kenny Omega for the past yeah. three years. <laughs> exactly. So I think he, he, if, if he's not medically cleared to, to compete in MMA, you can always. Show his, you can always try his hand at a bit of wrestling. A bit of wrestling might be good fun. I bet the graps. Uh, yeah, next week then. Um, obviously, it's going to be the big title match. They showed a little video on that, which is nice. Uh, that's come around, hasn't it? Really quick. Um, yeah. They haven't announced anything either for the like what who the judges are going to be. If they're going to have judges or anything like that. Uh, did Brian not mention our name last week? No, no, he just said, we'll just get judges. And then Adam Page was like, oh, yeah, let's get get, you, get yourself some all-timers, but pay him in advance because ain't going to be giving no verdicts. Come on, well, put you on your ass, son. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember names. All right, so then we have the semi-final of the second semi-final of the TBS title tournament, Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa. Um, this really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to preemptively assume that this was your least favourite part of the show. No. Because you always hate women's matches. <laughs> no, I, I had Jade Cargill to win, so the stakes are high in this. <laughs> I have Jade Cargill to win this tournament, Tasty. Oh, to win I've, the whole thing. I've had her from the beginning. Yeah. I have not changed it. Well, interestingly, um, spoiler Jake, Jade Cargill does win this match. Uh, oh. she advances to the final. <laughs> However, first of all, I thought this match was really good. I thought Jade, this is the best Jade has looked. In... She actually had to sell, like, being hurt and it looked all right. I enjoyed it. it Interestingly, worked. so Thunder Rosa spends a lot of time working on a Jade's knee and like upper leg. And I she think... instantly goes for it from the very beginning. Strike th- it. To oh, me. also, quick shout out. Obviously, Jade Cargill's got like a list like, kind of storm gimmick, and she yeah. Thunder Rosa came up versus Wolverine, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Thunder Rosa's boss. She's just great. <laughs> um, yeah, she was my pick for wrestle the, uh, female wrestler of the year as well. She did. She didn't win. 
but she should have. Yeah. Um, second, she came second, second, yeah. Second, yeah. Uh, to Brent. Yeah, that's fair. Which is fair, it's fair. Um, so yeah, I, Thunder Rosa does a lot of work on Jade's like knee and leg, and I think that's maybe possibly going to give her an out if she gets beaten by Ruby. What, a carry-on injury from last week? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. If she comes out oh. like a knee brace on or something, or, you know. I, I, it makes sense that I'd go with it. And it adds a little intrigue to the match because Ruby's got that shoulder injury that people have been targeting, and if she's got like something she can work on with Jade, like the knee, then, you know. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fine match. Um, Jade had to do a lot more. She had to sell, which she did really well, I thought. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a really cool, some really cool bits of moves here and there. And yeah, um, Rosa put Jade in the figure four, which I thought might have been a a, a, a way to, to 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 end it. Yeah, because she went, she's been going for the leg the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But Jade again, they, and they made obviously Jade's like really tall, so like even when Rosa put her in in the figure four, she only had to move like half a foot, and she was at the yeah. Ropes. <laughs> She pulled herself back to the ropes once and it worked. <laughs> Which was fair. Um, so the finish came with Mark Sterling distracting the ref. Um, someone runs out dressed like a member of the production crew with a face mask on, smacks Rosa with something. Apparently it's a, it was a chair, but I couldn't really see it. Was, it happened so quickly. Apparently it was a chair. According to this report, I'm reading. Really, I, I thought it was like a water bottle or something, because you saw like something fly, didn't you? Like something. Just I thought exploded. it was just like a glass, like a glass, like yeah, or a bottle of water or something, yeah. or like she just hit her in the face with something, and, like knocked a cold out. It made um, a clinky noise. I, I would, I would go for something made of glass. Yeah. So then Rose just sort of like flops back in the ring. Jade picks Jade picks up her prone body basically at this point and um, hits her with Jaded for the win. Um, so Jade goes through to the final. Let's fucking go! And then, just to because I, I I was like I was like oh that must be like Jamie Hayter or Britt Baker or because obviously they've got like that ongoing beef with with Rosa haven't they because you know yeah. but then Sarah was like so my partner we watched it she was like oh it makes no sense for Britt to get involved in this because if Rosa's not in this tournament she's going to be going up to Britt and I was like oh yeah that kind of that's kind of decent yeah logic. It makes sense yeah um and it wasn't anything to do with Britt it was Mercedes Martinez. So, I mean that's let's have it, yeah. Yeah, that's quite the contract signing. It's quite the pickup, yeah. Um yeah. and Ruby Soho runs down and yeah, scares them off because they're gonna do a big beat down on, on Thunder Rosa. Uh, yeah, I mean I like Chris Jericho earlier on, she's a bit late, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, whatever. I mean you can't, you know, whatever, it's fine. Um <laughs> So yeah, if if that's going forward, it's Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. That's gonna bang, isn't it? So it's all right. It's all right. Jade Cargill is winning this tournament. It's fine. It's happening, tasty. Then we got yeah. uh, speaking of Rip Baker, we got a little video package hyping her title match with, uh, with Riho at Battle of Belts next Saturday. Yeah. Well, yeah, week Saturday, not like tomorrow. No, not like New Year's Day. Yeah, but you know what. I know That's what I said next, not this. So the... It always confuses me that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, then CM Punk pops out. He uh, comes up with the mic, comes down with the mic. Uh, this was very much just a 
CM Punk hasn't been out in Daly's place yet. Let's have the Daly's place fans. The fact that they actually said, oh, it's CM Punk's first time in Daly's place, live. It's yeah, like, it's... why is this a headline? I mean, it's not Madison Square Garden, is it? I mean, I love Daly's place, don't get oh. me wrong. But it's not, it's not like as big as they think it is. I think it's this was like a little fact. It, it, obviously, this is their home. This is their like, home crowd, isn't it? And they, they supported them all throughout the pandemic, and they probably wanted to like... Give them something back and like, say thank you. Here's here's a bit here's a bit of CM Punk for you, all you hardcore wrestling fans. Which is you know he's he's still on that that sort of happy punk reunion tour, isn't he? Where he, he just comes down and, and says nice things and people cheer him. Yeah, I suppose. Can can you tell me what the reference was? I don't know what the reference was. Which one, sorry? The I think it was a football reference. Oh yes, so he he said that what was it? He said something like MGF was a bigger waste of. MGF's contract was like a bigger waste of Khan's money than Tim Tebow. Yeah, what does that mean? So Tim Tebow was a very hyped um, college football player who came out of school with a lot of buzz behind him. And he turned out to be very bad in the NFL. He was not very good. Uh, all right, okay. Right, so he was he was kind of like a meme. Um, in that he was really... So I don't, I don't want to turn this to the Tim Tebow cast, but he he, um, he signed his first contract and he was he was so shit, he didn't even start. He just sat on the bench. And then the, the starting quarterback got injured and then he took over and just led this team to like an unlikely... He basically did fundamentally bad things, but the team kept winning. Oh, he looks like a right fud. So... Just Google down. Yeah, so he, um, he ended up getting cut from that team and then... The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. He got. He was. He was like. He was bad, but really popular. Uh, people also ask, "Does Tim Tebow have a disability?" Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah. So he was really bad at football, but he was very, really popular. So teams would sign him as like an attraction. Right. Okay. Because he'd sell. Uh, he'd sell loads of shirts, and like tennis would go up if he was playing and stuff like that. Yeah. So obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars being a bit of an eternally shit franchise, just said, "Ah, well, we're shit anyway. We're just take roll the dice and see what happens." <laughs> and it didn't go well. Oh, uh, if it helps, he has dyslexia, so he does technically, de- technically have a disability. But yeah. So yeah, um, little Tintiba reference. Uh, calls my Twitter troll in the flesh. Um, and then a, a nice reference, he said, MGF compared himself to Piper in Portland, but Piper put his wrestling boots on when it was time to fight, not his running shoes. Yep. Well done. Uh, this was a smooth promo. And then like, he just baits him a bit, so he says, MGF said he's done with him, and he said, that's okay, because if MGF doesn't want none, then that means he's punks already won, because, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, I'll do the exact same, I'll go for the world title, and it would be a shame if someone got an MGF's way, wouldn't it? Yeah. With the little smirk at the end. <laughs> so yeah, was, this is fun. Um, I enjoyed all this. Do you think we're actually delaying MJF versus Punk? No, I think this is just to goad MJF into into because now he's got to like bait the heel now, hasn't he? Into like accepting, yeah. into like wanting the match. He's got to he's got to play the game. He's got to make MJF think think that he wants to fight him. Also, Revolution is still like three months, two months away. Now, yeah, we've got so. plenty of time to, to build. Plenty of time to build it to Revolution. Let's go. Uh, then we had a little backstage segment, Rick Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, basically just um, saying that Dante Martin's gonna get his. Uh, they showed, they, I like they cut to like um, highlights of Hobbs beating the piss out of him in the match they had earlier this year, which was quite fun. Yeah, and I then, enjoyed that. Ricky was like, "Do you want any, do you want do you want this again? Do you want more of this?" I, I forget how good Hobbs has been this year. Yeah, I just totally forget. And he, he was good. He was even good in because he was good in the little, little bit he had to do in his promo as well, which was quite yeah. fun. 
All you had um, to do was snarl and say two words, but he did yeah. it in the best way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we had a recap of the TNT title win for Cody. Then Sammy came out. This was actually during Pitcher and Pitcher. He came out with his little card things. Basically said he wants to win the belt back. Yeah, that's it. My, my goal is to beat Cody and win the belt back. Yeah. Um, then a really cool video. Um, sort of, again, just carrying on the Serena Deeb, Karashida feud. Um, both women... Like really, this is it's just this is going to turn into a real. I mean, it already is, but it's going to turn into even more of like a real, like emotional blood feud because these women are like really pissed off at each other. Yeah, and always two matches in. They've both been three. Really they've good. had three now. Three now. There you go, and they've all been really good. So. Yeah, and yeah, just both of them are just really fucking furious about the other person, which is yeah. great. Um, yeah, real, real nice to see that. Good to see like them having this many women's feuds advertised on the same show which is quite nice yeah. this uh, is now it's now like the third or fourth like women's feud they've set up yeah we're getting more feuds it's, you love to see it as long as they give good matches I'm not going to come from yep next up then we had Tony in the ring with Brian Pillman Jr uh, talking about Malachi Black he basically said that obviously he doesn't remember much about last week because Black kicked his fucking head off yep <laughs> which is fair <laughs> play I just went all black, as he states. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically calls him out, challenges him for a match. Uh, the lights go out, black appears, or points at him. I was expecting when the lights came back on for Brody King to be behind him, because murder. Yeah, he pointed at the ring, Yeah, which is when I thought Brody King was going to appear. But maybe he was just saying, yeah, let's do it in the ring next week. Let's let's have a let's have a let's have a I mean yeah. the thing is he doesn't really need Brody King at this point because he's on yeah. top. So yeah. he doesn't like Brody Brody King's only gonna show up when he needs to like even the odds in his favour. And, like, yeah. and with respect to with respect to Brian Pillman Jr., Malachi Black does not need help to beat Brian. <laughs> <laughs> This match, because because Griff Garrison is still dead, this match will be like four minutes long and will end with Brian Pillman Jr. getting kicked really hard in the face. Yeah, it uh, uh, will, yeah. Hey, did you see him not make it through the tunnel in time when the lights came back on? Yeah. You just see him like bottling away through the tunnel. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, fun, fun for him. Looking forward to that match. Malachi, Malachi Black still feels like a big deal when he pops out. Because I think they're using him like sparingly, and it's it's having a really good effect. It's making his appearance seem like a big deal. You know what I was fully expecting, right? Was when the lights went out, it wasn't Black that appeared. I was fully expecting Cody's music to start playing. That's what I wanted. Something, something Cody wrote. Yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Right, next up then, we had a little rundown of Rampage. Again, it looks like a really good card. We've got Cody versus Ethan Page for the TNT title. Yeah. Anthony Bowens versus Darby Allen, And um, a match that apparently, because obviously it was just taped last night, people are really quite high on. Was... I've seen a photo of it on Twitter and I was like, fuck, fuck, the street fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Bunny and Penelope Ford versus Anna Jay and Ty Conte in the street fight, which apparently was incredible. The photo I've seen, oh boy, we're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also ran down the card for next week's Dynamite. Obviously, you've got um, I mean, big title matches. You've got the, the, the rematch, Hangman versus Danielson. You've got 
the tag match, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah, so it's going to be a it's going to be a big week of AEW wrestling. They're really they're really kicking off 2021 with a bang. 2022, yeah. sorry, fuck me. Where does time go? Um, then next up, then we get the main event. We have for the first time apparently since 2018. Was well, 2018 the um, all three members of Undisputed Era tagging together? Oh, oh apparently, I, apparently it's the first time it's happened for a while. I don't let let let's fucking do this then. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby. I'm not putting Undisputed Era because it will come up. Roderick Strong, mm. Bobby Fish, cage match. Let's be nosy right now. Is this a, do you know is this the last match they worked together do you know which, which match it was I've just it's got undisputed either here right that's what comes up like, what did you say 2018 I just don't know, I'm only going with, I mean uh, this is bad this is bad broadcasting I'm going with someone on the internet growth which is obviously yeah. has the potential to be gratuitously wrong yeah there's all four of them there's two of them uh, probably war games I mean, even war games, you've got strong in there as well. So maybe that was the last time it was just the three of them. Literally just the three of them. See, there's three of them with Roderick Strong. Uh, I'm on 2019 now. Uh, Adam Cole. No, that's all four of them again. See? So maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, maybe it first. is. If I keep going down, it'll be there. Carry on, I'll keep scrolling down. Well, so this is the main event. So it's Adam Cole, Carol Bobby Fish for their first appearance together in some time um, versus Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck Taylor. Um, yeah, again, this was probably my match of the night in terms of the sort of in-ring action. I thought this was this was the most entertaining belt to bell. Yeah, I think it had to be. I think it had to be, to be honest, with it being the debut of uh, Kyle. Yeah, and they gave us Kyle from the very start as well, which was nice. Yeah, straight in there. No fucking about whatsoever. Uh, Bobby Fish in doing Bobby Fish things. It was just, it was just really good fun. Like, I mean, there's a reason why on the Sweet Era were really successful in WWE. You know, next day there there's three really good wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you put them in, you put them together and put them in a in a big tag match, and you know. They're not going to do bad things, are they? No, exactly. Well, we'll do bad things to their opponents, but you know, it's just, it's, always, <laughs> it's, always, it's always fun to watch. Um, and they actually, and, and they they actually um they had the red dragon, um, the graphic and everything. Yeah, the whole shebang, the video package, the video promo, the music, the music, everything. Adam Cole came out like secondary to it with his music. Um, I, I don't like that they cut off. Red Dragons thing. I get as Adam Cole. You've got to, you've got to get yeah for the first time. For the, yeah, but for the crowd interaction, you've got to get the boom and the Adam Cole baby and the, uh, you know because you not have let them go to the ring. It's not like the ramps that big, is it? I mean, this is the company that cut off Casinina, right? So you know that is also true. No, yes. Nothing, nothing <laughs> sacred when it comes to entrance music at AW. They'll cut off anything. <laughs> oh, so yeah, loads, loads of really fun stuff here. Um, ah, yeah. I found it. Go on. Uh, we're on 2020, March 2020, so they're liars. Big, right. stinking liars. Someone was wrong on the internet. How dare yeah. they? 
the Broserweights and Tommaso Ciampa defeated Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly by TV by DQ on NXT, the TV show, the weekly TV show. Fair. Okay. There you go. Twenty twenty. By DQ, Jesus Christ. They're wrong. <laughs> I will. T- I will tell them post haste. Just the the stat man has proven them wrong. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it was for eighteen months. Then maybe that's what they were saying. Uh, well, maybe I, the, I, guess, maybe I, saw the, I saw the number 18 maybe I just read it wrong um, so yeah really really fun and thin and much loads of real stiff shit <laughs> loads of red dragon stuff nice highs and low, high low offense which I always love seeing that um, like Cole and Chuck Taylor got like up onto the stage and have a bit of a fight up there for some reason which is nice Yeah. Um, lots of big moves was this when Adam Cole tries a Panama Sunrise like off the stage? Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, horrible. Not in the main event. Please, not not to best friends. Not to Orange. <laughs> I beg. Chuck Taylor didn't die for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chuck Taylor just dives onto Red Dragon. Trent spears everyone because that's what Trent does now, apparently. He's always speared people. Yeah, but like even more so. like He's, yeah. he's, he's spearing with, with authority, you know. He, that hair's not getting in the way anymore. That's no. what it is. It's more like aerodynamics. You see Dan Housen tweeted him and asked him if he could buy it. What, buy his it. hair? The hair that you should <laughs> cut off, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so loads of stuff. So Kalmish casting hits a beach break, which Kyle O'Reilly breaks up. Um, then there's a um, soul food half and half. On Bobby Fish, Brand Cutler comes out for distraction. The Young Bucks come out for distraction, and that is good for Kyle Wright to pick up the win on Chuck. Yeah, there's a lot. Of... Yeah, I like this. Like the Young Bucks are trying to to sort of get on with Adam. Yeah, they're, they're trying. Like, like we'll do this for Adam Cole. He's our friend. You know. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll let him have this. But also. Even though it was definitely an accident, we'll say that Kyle kicked you in the face properly. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. So we need to talk yeah. about that. So before Kyle, before Kyle kicked him in the face. Before the finish, well, um, doesn't um Orange cast you sort of like throw him into o- Orange no, Orange goes him in against the ropes whilst Adam Cole's on the apron behind him, and then Kyle goes for a kick to the face, but Orange moves. Yeah. So then Cole gets kicked off the apron. So I mean they're obviously sowing the seeds of of Cole O'Reilly tension. Early on, I mean they already they already said they had beef before this year. Yeah, oh. it's gonna be interesting because now you've got like lots of dynamics. Here. So you've got obviously what what's up with the books? Like how, where are they gonna fall? You've got what's up? So are the books and Adam Cole gonna fall out? Is Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly? Adam Cole's just making a lot of enemies really. Any like is he gonna fall out with the Young Bucks? Is he gonna fall out with Kyle O'Reilly? Is he gonna fall out with whenever Kenny comes back? Are they gonna have a big fight? So much going on. <laughs> but if you, if you believe some people on the internet Adam Cole's being ruined and they're not booking him properly and they're not being meant to do how's that happened like did you see him six months ago yeah, I saw someone on Twitter having like almost like a breakdown because Kyle O'Reilly had gone to W AW calling him a traitor saying that he was his favourite wrestler and now he, can't you... watch, now he can't watch him anymore I will give you an extensive list of all the names I have given him in the past six months don't don't make me do it. I will go back on the no, no. reviews. It's fine. I will do we, it. You don't don't bring that evil around here. This is this is, this is a happy place. This is a sacred podcast. 
<laughs> talk about nice things here. <laughs> to be fair, I did like serious Kyle. That's what I want. Is yeah. I mean, this is no this is about. this is just violent Kyle. This is just Kyle yeah. Kyle hurting fools. No fucking about. Limited Mike just does his job. Uh, interestingly, at the end of the match, uh, Adam Cole leaves with the Young Bucks. Yes, because they come out and go, "Yeah, he kicked you in the face. Come on, we'll yeah. get you here. We'll get you. We'll get you some nice, some nice sweeties to say, to say, you know, well done." <laughs> um, but yeah, um, again, just really, yeah, really cool, really intriguing. Um, Right, what does that mean for Red? I mean, I'd like to see Red Dragon go on a bit of a tour. Someone, uh, I was actually listening to the Dammit Vince podcast the other day. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you don't listen to that, give them a crack because they're really good lads and their podcast is excellent and it's a lot shorter than ours. So wait, you've, not got, wait, wait. you've not got as much time to, to dedicate to a, to a longer, more frivolous podcast like this. If you want something more concise, give them a crack. Uh, they're really good. Uh, we, we also had uh, one of them, uh, Joe, yeah, on the Joe. NXT podcast. Joe yeah. was helping out on the NXT podcast uh, just the other day um they were talking one of the one of the chaps on there was talking about it, it'd be really intriguing if uh, red dragon were the ones to take the titles off the lucha bros and then that gives a dynamic of we yeah beat the guys that you beat aha we beat the guys that you couldn't beat that beat yeah you. and so that little bit more tension a little bit more sort of pressure on the books which i think would be a really interesting way to go with this especially if cole picks up like those and they also said um what if there's what if this is a repeat of the the, the drip the golden prophecy of nxt where adam the cole ew golden prophecy yeah where they, they all hold gold um oh oh there's, there's oh, yeah. so many, there's so many ways they can go with this. It's, it's so cool. Even if it's not the world title, I'll do it with the TNT title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't think they would do it with the world title because again, I don't, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think they, too... I, I think they have plans for that, and I don't think you you scrap those plans to give Adam Cole like a six month title run. Yeah, that, it's fair. But I'd go for that. I'd be happy uh, with that. Right then. So before we move on, I do think we have one or two questions. So before we move on, and I want to do a little end of year thing as well. So before we do move on to that, we'll go quickly into our highs and lows for this week's Dynamite. Aaron, do you want to give me yours? Uh, I think the high has to be that match. Yeah, the main event, the actual match itself. It was the best match on the card. Um, oh, all, all your promos were typical. That I'm saying typical, like they were naff. They were typical AEW promos, as in they were good. Yeah, but I think the standout is the main event, especially because it was Kyle's first match. Yeah, that, that gave it a bit of a bigger feel, didn't it? Um, yeah, and it was like, and we we talked about it briefly before, um, but like there, there was a incredibly loud undisputed chant at the start of this match. There was for, that for, for quite a while. There was a loud undisputed chant, and even at the start, even Tony had to get involved where he goes, I don't like I don't this is Adam Coley's talking about, by the way. I don't like him, but he is one of the best. That's not up for dispute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't help themselves. Um, he, he had to do it. So do you reckon they'll yeah. give them a name collectively, or do you reckon they'll just be the three guys? Surely not, you've a, got a, to a, give. Well, AEW one is like obsessive about naming stables. As the yeah, you can already. just go Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Yeah, that's it. That's it works. I, I'd stick with that to be honest. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't think they need a name. I think if you try and give them a different name, it just make it seem like you're trying to give them a different name. You know what I mean? Or if you try give them a name that's close to Undisputed Era without being Undisputed Era, it just looked cheesy. And yeah, it's like it's like the Brian Danielson thing. Like, don't have it doesn't necessarily have to do the yes hands, but as long as the fans know, they'll still do it. Like, yeah, people are still chant Undisputed at them. Even if you're not calling them, the, but if you try and call them something else, it's like you're trying to like get away from that. You just embrace it without like officially acknowledging it, and I think they're probably all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Malo, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Kingston Proud and Powerful and Garcia on two point oh. I was a bit over Dan Lambert. Yeah, it was a bit slow and wait, wait, you're Lambert. Dan Lavmer gave me a few chuckles, being yeah. honest. Uh, this match, it was all right to begin with. There was a lot of carnage happening, but then I, I think the break didn't help it. I, yeah, I can see why you'd get there. Uh, and Jericho appears like... A wild Jericho appears. Yeah, Jericho appears like he's the fucking biggest can, thing ever. I can already uh, feel my ears bleeding when he's yeah. back on my base desk. Ah, uh, <laughs> he's back. He's back from injury. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, he did actually. He did like legitimately injure his vocal cords while he was in the UK. So maybe he can't do commentary anymore. That'd be all right with it. I wouldn't argue with that. But then, how's he going to do his mic stuff? Like yeah. he's going to be wanting to go on maybe, the mic Maybe, maybe, the time, maybe his doctor's like you shout too much in commentary. You've got to speak quieter. Yeah, exactly. Because it's hurting your vocal cords, and maybe he'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to trying to convince myself here. Yeah. Uh, right, so, uh, I'm going to have the same up as you. I'm going to have the main event. Like we all said, yeah, really good. Had a big match feel with with Kyle getting involved there and the Undisputed Era, uh, making you know, and the best friends are fun. I like, I like, I like Trent, and it's like Trent only just came back as well, so it's still a bit of a novelty to see Trent back. And I see yeah. Trent and Chuck Nick tagging again, which is awesome. Orange Cassidy is always good value for that. Uh, I am going to have. Uh, the Dan Lambert bit from a low, um, just because I just I don't know. Like I said, like, it just doesn't feel as special or as needed when he doesn't have all the MMA guys with him. I think it feels like a bit like he's just doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. Do you not want to talk about hookers and? I don't want to know. I don't want him to go. I don't want him to go scream. Brandy's a stripper name down a microphone for five minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> that. No, I I get it. I just got a few chuckles, that's why it wasn't. I mean, there were, there were parts in it, like I said, there were parts in it that I enjoyed. Yeah. Like, there were fun bits. Like I said, Brandy was like the highlight for me. Um, and when Brandy, you know, with all due respect to Brandy, when she's the best thing in the segment. <laughs> that same something. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> she, like I said, she was good. She was legitimately good, but there was nothing above her, which is kind yeah. of a bit worrying. Um, okay. So, yeah, fun episode of Dynamite. That wraps us up for both. 2021 and the entire run of AEW on TNT, uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, it means nothing to us because we watch on fight up in the UK. So yeah, it may it might look a bit different when we next see it. It won't be like NXT 2.0 levels of fuckery, but it'll certainly have a different feel. <laughs> Imagine it completely changed it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's released. Everyone's like, if all of a sudden everyone's like 22 years old. Like, where's, where's CM Punk now? We, we got rid of him. He's too old. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, right, so we'll, we'll quickly bash through. I think we only got the one. Oh no, we got two questions actually. Um, it's two, three actually. Maybe well, I'm trying to count them and just answer them. That'd be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm fucking this all up. Uh, so first of all, uh, Dan from the Sweet Chinwag Music Podcast. Top lad on our Discord. Post a lot. Real nice guy. Um, who do we think Hangman will drop the belt to in 2022? Who do you think will be the surprise breakout star for AEW in the coming year? Fuck, this is the question I wanted to ask at the end of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> hey, um, I, I think MJF is the go-to, uh, I believe, to beat Hangman. What if Brand- what if Danielson just wins it on Wednesday? What if Dan- that is that is that theoretically could happen? By the way, you're laughing about it. The world would fucking exp- it would like turn the the world of AW just on its head. I mean, I would 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 Tony Khan book that for the fuck of it? I don't think so, but also would he? He's got the he bollocks. Would. He's got the bollocks to do it. He would, and it would make sense. Like heal the champion you'd rather see the face go after the title than... what if they slow roll the punk MGF feud all the way to like the title then what MGF has the title no no what if like they both go for the title at the same time oh both... like triple threat yeah or... what if we're doing like a triple threat like double or nothing or something yeah I mean I'd go for it right That'd be an, that'd be an, an intriguing way to do it because they've, they've they've done obviously they've done more they did the triple threat match this year, but there was that wasn't really a story thing that was just a they needed a match. Yeah. What if what if they build to a trip like what if they actually do a tri- like a double challenger storyline? They've not done that yet. AW so that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, I would I would like to see that to be honest. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up then, Faye on Discord. Uh, when do you see Adam Squared, i.e. Adam Page versus Adam Cole happening? In 2022. Uh-huh. Now, this is one where I'm really quite happy that I was completely wrong with how I thought things were going to go. I, I I remember saying when when Hangman was on his like road to redemption, like Adam Cole would be his like perfect sort of like first level boss on the way back up to Kenny. Yeah, um, but they've kept him. And I'm really glad they didn't do that because it, when it does happen, if it does happen next year, it'll feel like a massive deal. I think yeah. the plan with Adam Cole is to to push him very slowly. Um, but, but push him steadily. He'll be at the top. He will yeah. definitely be at the top. But I think he's going to work his way up there because he's still not done a lot of single stuff. Um, I think he will. If, if Hangman has a long reign, which I'm not 100% sure he will, but if he does, if he does and it goes like six, seven months, I think Adam Cole will challenge him at some point down the line. Yeah. Uh, I'd go for that, yeah. Fair. Um, next up then, we have... Uh, oh, another one from from Dan from Jimwag. Uh, will Tony start to push more than one woman at a time in a feud? Uh, and I, th- I don't know. If this is a totally serious question. I, I like we said, it's there's still issues with with women's TV time in terms of matches on AEW. You, you're saying that, but some of the matches are a bit lackluster. Be yeah. honest, and they are like as we as we discussed earlier, they are actually featuring like they're not putting all the matches on, but they're featuring all of more of the um, yeah of the back of the, the build ups on the show. Like there was like three or four different feuds, women's feuds touched upon on on this week's Dynamite, yeah, which was definitely an improvement. Um, like I said, I think it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like they have to like they have to like magic this division out of thin air. Yeah, and... right. I, I I looked right. There's a hundred male superstars contracted to AEW. There's twenty-two women. Yep. How do you fit them all in? And if that's the ratio, then it's five to one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's literally five to one. So you should you should and, and we're getting about four to one in terms of matches. Yeah. So yeah, proportionally it's probably about right. Um, yeah. It's just would... that you've obviously got 
the one title, you're going to have a second title, which is going to give you more women's matches anyway, because it's a TV title. So yeah. you're going to be getting more with this new title as well. Um, also, so Sarah said on Discord, um, on the, after the match last night, Thunder Rosa took to Twitter and tweeted that she said she needs some backup because she's tired of getting all three on one at a time. And who could slash would it be? And, you know, uh, uh, Jay, Jay jumped in straight away with Holly Dead. And the obvious answer would be just people from Mission Pro. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, you know, yeah. her students. They, they've alluded a few times, haven't they? So, like, uh, people on the AW roster who've been trained by Thunder Rosa. Like, Jay beat one the other week. To I was going to say, Jade Cargill literally beat up one of them. So, yeah, it makes sense. I had to go for it. It'd be nice of them to bring in some of Thunder Rosa's, like, sort of trainees, not trainees, but like protégés. They, ha- to, to they have been anyway. Yeah, you've got like Maddie yeah. Rinkowski's kicking around on Dark. You've got that woman who was on the other week. Uh, Holly Dead's really awesome. She does like the squeaky face paint as well. So yeah, yeah any of them basically just, just give us a load of that shit. Um, and I think that's going to do us. Uh, so one last question. Yeah. On it slightly earlier. We did this last year and it was a lot easier, but who is AEW champion this time next year? Do you remember who we had? Yeah, I think we also had Hangman last year. I think it was easy last year because we, we saw... I think I might have said Kenny, to be honest, last year. Well, we, we were, it, we, 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 it was we between said, the two, yeah. Kenny had only just won it, hadn't he? And we were like, right, yeah. it's either going to be like now or very soon after now that Hangman wins it. And it, yeah. obviously we were right. So a little bit more difficult. Who do you think is AEW champion this time next year? Right, Hangman's losing it. He's no holding it for a full year. No way. <laughs> Uh, is MJF the easy, safest one to go for? I feel like it is. I think I think that's probably the, the, the safe money if you if you have to. I think I think the one to go for would be MJF. I'm gonna live slightly dangerously. I'm gonna say CM Punk. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Just slightly more dangerously. Yeah, just, no, just no. one level up. Just one level up on the <laughs> Nando scale. I'm not going all the way to extra half. I'm just going to like, you know, mango and lime or whatever. <laughs> That's fair. No, I'd, it would have been probably between one of the two. I don't think there's anyone. You might give a shout at Adam Cole, but I think that's still a while away. I mean, you so. don't know. You don't, I mean, would, would anyone predict? This time last year, if you'd have said, next year, mate, you'll be saying maybe CM Punk, we'd all be yeah. like, get the fuck, mate. Like, Mo- Moxley you, could literally come back and just go on a rampage. You don't um, know who's You don't know who's going to be an A-Toby this time next year. No. <laughs> Cody can break his promise this year and just go fuck it, let's go. Oh, if Cody takes off Hangman, like beloved, beloved, beautiful Hangman, if if he fucking gives him like six fucking crossroads and then pins him in the middle of the ring, the world will just erupt into chaos. It's Hangman, he pedigrees. It'll be like it'll be the end of days, mate. It'll be like hell on earth. All the viewers have just stopped watching. <laughs> oh, the, the pure heat. Um, right, so yeah, that's going to do us for the show and indeed for the year. Uh, so yeah, thank you all very much for everyone who's listened to us this year and our inane ramblings about AEW. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, it's been a wonderful year for the podcast. We've had a great time doing it. Uh, AEW has been fantastic this year. They've made it really easy for us to come on here and talk about it every week. They've given us, you know, Great shows, great moments, great matches. So yeah, um, hopefully more of that next year, please, Tony. If you could, that'd be that'd be great. Keep it, keep it fun, keep it exciting. So yeah, as always, stay safe, enjoy all your wrestling, and we'll see you next year. Goodbye.
Why can't Cody Rhodes buy moves from Hook? Because he doesn't sell them. Oh. <laughs> Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. 